0: is gabe dean welcome to meeting of the (laughs) minds oh no glad to be here (laughs) yeah how's everything going since we last spoke
1: oh it's good man you know just been chipping away at cornell and taking care of our program in the best way we can so it's been getting after it how's everything over there
0: good in the corona capital pretty much the same stuff here not much not much going on
1: yeah just doing what you can right that's it that's it what have they been doing over over at cornell Oh, you know, we, uh, you know, we kind of had to put a halt in our building project. We're in the middle of a, a $5 million expansion on the Freeman Wrestling Center right now. So, um, but it looks like that's going to open back up here on Monday. So we're uh, excited about that. And then we've all just been working remotely,
0: recruiting, and doing those kind of things right now. So it's been a lot of fun. All right. Good. Good. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just figuring out whatever you can do, making the best of the situation.
1: I think it goes back to wrestling, right? you know you control what you can control, you let the rest take care of itself, so you know when all this hit, it just had to kind of reevaluate what was in our uh, what was in our control and what we could do, and um we just get after it that way and uh you know I think and I saw a tweet i'm like that said, if you haven't started that new hobby or gotten that thing that you 've always wanted to do and get it done, then what kind of t- what kind of use of your time are you making so right, exactly uh, you know being creative and and working hard and making sure we're staying in touch with our guys and, and recruiting and getting the right kids to Cornell. So
0: that's what we've been working on. Yeah. Do the guys seem like they've been staying positive during this whole mess? (laughs) Yeah. You
1: know, we, we're lucky to have great leadership on our team. So, you know, um, our captains and then obviously, you know, our staff, we stay in touch with, uh, we stay in touch with these guys on a regular basis, make sure they're doing well. Um, You know, there's always, you know, maybe a couple guys that, We're struggling a little bit at first, but, um, you know, just to have their teammates there to pick them up up when they're down and to have, uh, you know, this whole program with all the, you know, all the support. I've been on a few alumni calls that have been fun, just like Zoom calls. Um, And, you know, our program is very positive, and uh, we're lucky to to be part of a really positive atmosphere here at Cornell.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've been saying for a while, Cornell's doing things right. Yeah. Bringing yeah. Bringing out some of the best in the country. Pretty
1: much year in and year out. Yeah, you know, we, you know, our culture is based upon, you know, you have to have talent and you have to have great wrestlers. But also, you know, it's extremely important to have great character. Um, And, you know, we recruit that way. We uh, bring kids into our program that way. And we make sure that, you know, these kids are, you know, have a big picture with the rest of their life, want to take care of the rest of their life. And uh, not just not just focus solely on wrestling, except we you know, we are biased. We like when sometimes it's more swayed that way. But, you know, kids come to Cornell because they they not only want to be part of a great wrestling program and accomplish their wrestling goals, but also be part of a great, great future
0: and build their career and uh, be a part of a great network and a great family. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like we should be pointing everyone towards um, the dean's list. And that great they're great, did because we spoke for a while the other, the other day, or whatever, a couple of yeah, we weeks did. ago, I guess, and that was awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was a great podcast. You know, it was, uh, it was awesome to have you on and just to get your insight and, you know, what you've been able to do at Wrestling Mindset and what you're doing for these athletes is phenomenal. Um, you know, I started the podcast kind of for fun, uh, but, you know, it ended up being uh, – it ended up, you know, kind of catching wind, and, you know, I'm just glad that I can produce great content for people to listen to and have people like yourself on so. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All all the podcasts. Grassy Dan's here. I'm gonna give him a wave right here. Click the little button right there. But yeah, we we, <laughs> yeah, we communicated the other day. We we because he's another one I could speak to for hours. Oh man, I, Dan's
1: <laughs> just Dan's just a wonderful guy. He's impacting our program and and everything that we're doing. You know, on different levels. I mean, just just the state of the art human being, and uh lucky to call him a great friend and, and a brother. So oh, yeah. yeah, just a just a good man. But uh. I saw a question down here. It was like, "What, what are my what what are my kind of mindset? You know, did what my parents teach me growing up?" And uh, the big yes. thing for me and my brother Max and our parents they they approach sport as a way as a foundation tool um, to teach. You know, it's 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 not something that's based upon results, but wrestling was something that was a teaching tool for them to create adversity in our lives and for us to come back and learn from that adversity. So you know. Everybody thinks adversity, there's a negative negative connotation that comes with adversity and failure and and these words, but they're really good for the development of young men and young women. So it's good for us to go through those processes and uh, experience those things at a young age as we continue to grow and develop um, physically and and mentally. So that's what my parents kind of approached. They
0: used sports as when we were kids. That's awesome. Uh, Really good stuff. And then how yeah. about making that transition from high school to college where all of a sudden boom it's like you were right there and in the hunt and right wasn't Ruth was in your weight right he was what was he, a junior or senior?
1: Yeah, I mean Ed Ruth was a senior and uh, yeah, he was, he was on an eighty four match win streak uh, when, when, when we met in the scuffle finals. But the big thing for the, the big thing, you know, for that year was that jump. That first year that I was in college, it was it was really it was really tough. Um, you know, I, went, I never won an open tournament. I took a gap year between my high school, my high school year and, and college, and I, I never even won an open tournament. Um, I, you know, the highest I think I took was second at the Millersville Open. So, you know, I, t- I, I usually wrestle like seven or eight matches because I lose first round and have to wrestle all the way back. Um, but the good thing, like I said, you know, it's just it, it provided a foundation of adversity for me to come back. Um, there was plenty of times where I felt like having a negative attitude, and I was down in the dumps. and. Um, you know I was lucky to have the right mentors and the right coaches around me to pick me up and and bring me back and um, you know I was just got through that year and then got organized at cornell and uh you know and once I got organized, you know it uh you know I had the foundation behind me and I had a great coaching great resources and and we went to work um, so yeah God, that's that 's awesome
0: and like what what advice do you give to a kid when they when they when they come out on the scene? And they go up against someone who is like unbeatable, right? We always see that person. We always see that, and a lot of people put them on a pedestal. And then there are some guys who pull off the upset. What separates those people? How are you able to mentally whip up what you needed to do?
1: So I think the big thing is that um, you know when I was going into the match and all the big matches that I had in my life, the time when I competed the best was when I didn't, I wasn't focused on trying to control the outcome. You know, I would. I remember going to that Ruth match and. You know, I mean, that's, it was a tall order, right? He pinned me, like, two months before that in, a, in the Binghamton Open, and, you know, he was he was a beast. And, um, you know, I just remember saying to Damian before the match, I'm like, I'm just – I'm not getting pinned. I I'm like, I don't care if I get tagged. I don't care if I get majored. I don't care. And he, <laughs> you know, kills me, but I am not getting pinned. And that was my goal, that match. I was like, I am not going to get pinned. And uh, sure enough, you know, as each period went on and I was focused on just trying to, you know, be, you know, stingy and, and, and control my effort and not worrying about the outcome. And I was just thinking about, you know, like, Hey, I'm not going to get pinned. Sure enough, it put me in a better position to win. And, you know, when that, that shows to prove, you know, like when we, like winning and losing everybody wants to win you know like nobody wants to lose and but we're not in control of that that's the biggest thing you know you're not in control of an outcome at the end of the day you could walk onto the mat and you could get headlocked and pinned in the first five seconds and you would lose so you're never in control of what exactly happens but you're in control of every single thing that you can prepare so your sleep your nutrition your you know the way that you live your life your social life you know your you're studying your books like all those kind of things, you know, in your effort, you're in complete control of those things. So that's where I put my focus and, and that's kind of where I took my pride from. And I learned that throughout, you know, kind of my, my adverse moments in my young college career. And I had to remind myself of that too. You know, it's not like, it's not like once I just figured it out, I just never looked back. You know, I never was, I was just like perfect after that. You know, there's times where, you know, you get caught up in distractions by life and those kind of things where you have to kind of pull yourself back and and be ready and uh, focus on those things that are in your control. So effort in the things that you can control and taking pride from that is the most important piece because uh, that that will set you up for the best chance possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the things they do at Cornell in terms of the coaches and getting the guys ready mentally, whether it's in practice or after practice? What are some of the things you guys do?
1: Well, you know, we never start practice until
0: someone gets up and tells a joke. So, uh,
1: we, we won't start, we literally will not start practice until someone gets up and tells a joke. And, uh, you know, I think our big approach at Cornell and, you know, what we talk to the guys after is, you know, like we do a good amount of goal setting, but the biggest thing is like wrestling is a very like taxing sport. It's very personal. It's very hard. And it's, it, it takes, it, it wears on you, you know, not just physically, but mentally, you know, and the biggest yeah. thing that we, that we teach, you know, our guys at Cornell and that we, you know, we want. We want them to take from this is the same thing i think kind of my parents you know hey this is an experience this is a journey it's not a destination you know we want you to approach it that way so there is going to be hard times like one of the first things we tell our freshmen like when they get here it's like hey you're gonna experience some really hard moments here there's no doubt about it but you're gonna have to not only be accountable to you know the things that you can fix but you're gonna have to also be coachable and uh allow us to help you through them so one of the first things that we do when we have freshmen here is we, we have a real honest open conversation, not just with them, but with their parents, you know, Hey, let us coach, you know, the parents, you know, and let us, let, let us teach and uh, you guys be the parents. And uh, you know, that's something that's really important because you, you set a foundation, you know, you set a, you set these boundaries and these guidelines so that it's we're not coming across confusing to the kid because ultimately his development as a young man is the most important thing. And you know, obviously, we want to maximize his potential in wrestling, but the most important part is to develop this 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 human being. It's not just a wrestler. Right. So we that that's the biggest thing at Cornell. You know, we we, the first, we have very open, honest conversations. You know, we we want to be transparent. We want these guys to feel like they can come and talk about talk about anything with us. And and you know, we set that foundation right away when they're
0: freshmen. That's big. And like you said, getting the parents on the same page too—that's important. A lot of people think that stops after high school.
1: Well, we talked about that. I mean, you—you you, part of your program is—is—is is, uh, yeah. is, has to deal with you know a portion with the parents because you know they're your parents. You know, your unconditional love—they supported you your whole life. You know, a lot of times in wrestling, you know, the dad has been coaching them. Um, you know, and and maybe even mom. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen quite that many instances with mom, but you know, a lot of times that they that's the case. And you know, the, when they're being passed off and not only the parent has to have complete trust in the program and the coaches and the staff that they're passing them off to, but also the kid does in order for it to work. If there's any doubt, if there's any second guessing, if there's any, if there's any, you know, if if there's not complete transparency, then that turns into a huge issue. So, you know, when they come to Cornell, it's important that we set those boundaries. We make sure their parents understand. We make sure they understand like, okay, they're your parents and they always will be. We're not trying to replace them, um, but we're, we're your coaches. And uh, that's really that's really important to have that transparent conversation when they get to Cornell.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What would you say some of the biggest mistakes are that kids have or that, you know maybe a, a bad approach they take versus maybe a guy who's going to take it to the next level? Because they all hit that adversity, right? And maybe we already answered this question, but what do you think are maybe some of the big mistakes kids make coming into college right after being a stud in high school?
1: I think one of the biggest mistakes is they uh, – well, one, one easy mistake, and we don't have it really at Cornell, but just t- talking and typical is that you know they get caught up in in a very extreme social life. I always say there, you have three you have three choices, and you can pick two of them. And uh, it's your social life, your academics, and, and your wrestling. And um, you know, like a lot of get kids get caught up in the social life, the freedom. They're in college, they're independent now. Nobody's telling them when to go to bed. Nobody's telling them what to eat. Nobody's hovering over them. So that's one thing. And then I'd say another, you know, another issue and mistakes that kids make is they run into a little roadblock, and maybe they were the man in high school. You know, it's getting yeah. really high level kids that are freaking animals, and I don't care how good you are in high school, you're gonna struggle. Like you are going to struggle at the next level. It's just the way it is. So right. they hit into a roadblock. Well, they've been the man their whole life, and all of a sudden they're experiencing a really extreme moment where. Maybe not even they're getting beat up by a starter, but they're getting beat up by a second or third string guy. And all of a sudden, damn, like they want the answer is to quit. And um, that's really important because quitting's easy, right? Quitting is a very easy route. But it, in the longevity thing, it's, it's very terrible for the development of the person. So you have to create a foundation in the athlete's mind that adversity is actually a very good process for them to go through. So when they hit that roadblock, which they're going to, there's no doubt about it, they're going to hit it no matter what. There has to be a foundation and precedent set that that adversity is very good for them. So when they get there, they recognize that, they remember that, they remember those open, transparent conversations about those moments, and then you're there for them to, to guide them along. Just kind of like the You know, my parents did for me as a kid. When I had experienced a really extreme moment, I had bad practice, I got a bad test grade, I just, I didn't, things didn't go my way. Damian Hahn, Mike Gray, Rob Cole, these guys were there. As mentors for me to come to, and I knew and confidently I could come and talk to them because they had instilled that trust into me. They had, they had been always transparent with me as a as, between coach and athlete, and I trusted them with all my heart. So then I was able to develop better, and uh, that's just that's just one of the other issues, you know, is like you know if you don't have that kind of a trusting relationship with your athlete, when they bump into that adverse moment, they just want to quit right away, and they don't they just want to give up. But if you have the very that very foundation, that very strong foundation set and that trusting relationship with that athlete, then you're able to work through those
0: things, and they come to you for advice in those moments, and you're able to guide them through it. Right. Right, as opposed to hiding it from the coach because maybe they're going to overreact or they just don't have that relationship, that foundation.
1: Exactly. You know, I'm a huge – I do not believe in negative reinforcement. I think it's the worst thing, worst way to mentor, coach, anything. Like, Negative reinforcement doesn't do anything but just hurt the relationship between parent and, you know, parent and child, athlete and coach, whatever the relationship is, negative reinforcement is 99.9% of never the answer. So we're, you know, we're not, and I'm not saying positive reinforcement always is the answer. I think a mix of positive reinforcement and honesty is the best because, you know, any in the moment the kid might not want to hear the honest truth but it's actually really good for them and they need to hear it so that was the, that's the huge thing is like these kids like sometimes the hardest conversations are the best conversations to have and um you know it's but coming down on them and yelling at them and telling them that they're they're no good or that that they suck or that any of those things and i see it all the time i see it at youth wrestling tournaments all the time and it's sad between parents and parents and kids is never ever the right answer I, I and i will I will take that to the grave man i i don 't think negative reinforcement is the right answer. I just think it hurts that trust that is so imperative to that relationship in order for it to move forward
0: yeah, it destroys them as a wrestler and much more important just in life in general right like how's yeah. that how's that how's that helping as a person you know like i said when we tell our you know
1: when our kids come to cornell we 're there to develop help develop them as young men, not just wrestlers so you know any any kind of a thing that would destroy that trust that has to be the the number one foundation of any relationship compromises the rest not just their wrestling but also their development as a human being like they, they no kid can ever feel isolated he needs to feel like he's he's becoming and he's an in, integral part of a family wherever he is in order for there to be a really healthy culture so you never want to make an athlete feel isolated, and I really
0: strongly believe
1: that you, one of those ways is to negative rein, to use negative reinforcement.
0: Yeah, and you know, you hit on a really good point there before about honesty. You said positivity and honesty, and it's it's one of those things where a lot of times in our society we kind of have it like. Honesty all of a sudden means negative. No, honesty is a good thing. Honesty is positivity, right? If it's coming from a place of love, a place of sincerity, you want people to be honest with you. Like, that's a good thing. So it's not just because someone's, yeah, just because someone's being honest, a little blunt with you, doesn't mean they're coming down hard on you or being negative or doesn't like you. No, honestly, like any great athlete will appreciate the honesty. You know, I'm
1: watching this Michael Jordan series that they're playing every Sunday night. And I'll tell you what, man, and Michael Michael Jordan, he might seem like a jerk, but he's – and he, maybe his approach sometimes was not the perfect, but I'll tell you what, he's really honest. I mean, he tells you exactly how he feels and the way that you're playing and how you need to adjust. And, you know, as an athlete, that's what you want to hear. You don't want to have this super positive, you know, lovey-dovey relationship. That's not going to get you anywhere. And you don't really want to have a negative, negative relationship where you're being told that you're no good and that you need to do this better because you suck at it and that, those kind of things you just want to really honor it. Hey, you know, the way that you're hitting your single leg, you, pro- you need to do it this way or else, you know, you're yeah. going to ha- you're not going to, you're not going to get there as much, you know, like those conversations need to happen. Honesty is so important. And sometimes it's the hardest thing to do, but it yeah. is so important. So, yeah.
0: No, a lot of times we're just trapped in the jail of our minds. Like, well, I don't want to say this because how's the person going si- to How's the person going to receive it? And look, it's good that we're thinking about the other people we want we want other people to feel good about themselves i'm all about that of course but it's like since since when does all of a sudden being being honest be equated with negative and when did being dishonest be associated with being positive that just doesn't make sense even logically
1: oh completely i completely agree <laughs> i mean yeah I mean, you, you you hit the nail on the
0: head i i can't i i don't even know what to say because i completely agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's but i, I just think that like your whole approach it just seems like again like watching you from a distance it seemed like you always had very good perspective kept things in their proper place look we're all people we make mistakes and no one's perfect but it seemed like overall you were always very even keel you know kept that perspective that's just a huge thing i mean i think that go- that's that's something that's you know equally as important as talent more important than talent
1: well perspe- you talk about perspective
0: just perspective and just staying like even keel not getting not getting the too high or too low well yeah I mean exactly and
1: you know you can't you know there's gonna if you get too high guess what you're gonna come down right yeah. you get too low you dig yourself a hole so there's the, the the thing is is like yes you need to enjoy those great moments those high moments like there there's definitely needs to be an appreciation for those for all the hard work that's been put in for you to get there and those low moments you need to remind yourself and the biggest thing you know one of the biggest things that I believe in is purpose so like those low moments, you need to have a great sense of uh, a a clear understanding of why you're doing what you're doing because that's what gets you through those low moments. And, you know, when you lack purpose, you're really just going through the motions of life. You know, if you don't know why you're getting up every day and doing what you're doing, then you're just going through the motions. You know, you're just kind of, you know, right? I mean, you're not attacking it. When you have purpose and you're clear on why you get out of bed every day, Bam, you get up and you're ready to go and you attack that day, you know. And, and I think a lot of that, too, is creating really healthy habits and really healthy routines, you know, that go along with that clear why. And, and uh, you know, I I think purpose is a huge thing. Every great athlete, every great CEO or great, great businessman or great, you know, anybody in their pr- respective profession or what they do has a very clear why.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I think that's big and that, and that directs, you know, the way you wrestle, the way you compete, and also just the way you carry yourself. Like, I think watching you a lot again, a lot of wins, a lot of times you could have been celebrating or hot dog in it. And I never saw that. I mean, it looked like you enjoyed yourself, like you genuinely enjoyed being there. You were happy, but it wasn't like trying to show up the other guy or, hey, look at me. It never seemed like it was, hey, look at me, which is impressive, uh, especially nowadays.
1: Mean- I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, there's a there's a level of humbleness that you need to keep too. You know, you don't ever want to, uh, you don't you don't ever want to be arrogant. It's okay to be confident, but it's not okay to be arrogant. So, um, you know, it, we were raised as classy kids. You know, if we ever celebrated or or were you know jumping up or down, you know, sports would have been yanked from us as as a kid. So we've That's been important. raised. To, yeah, it is. We've been raised to be classy and show nothing but respect to our opponents and the people that are across the map from us or across the field from us or whatever we were playing. Um, it's important to always respect them. Even if, even if there's the, they're making it personal, it, you you never regret being a really classy individual. You never regret doing the right thing. Um, the times that you struggle with are the ones where you let it get emotional and, and you end up making the wrong decision. So uh, it's important to, you know, just remind yourself, you know, hey, like, you know, whether they're making it personal or not, it's important to stay classy so
0: that's that's a that's a big lesson i hope really people take that to heart because it's like you you know that if you celebrate or you, you know you do certain things it's going to be played on flow wrestling you know they're media so they're going to try to like make it into a big show and and then instagram is going to be blowing up everyone's going to be oh look at this you know you're going to get a lot of people talking about you but that's that's just not what it's about well you know
1: if, if you're putting on a big show too it's like what are you surprised that you you won you know are you surprised (laughs) that you so it's like hey like a real confident guy like a real confident human being you know they're there to take business take care of business and they're there you know but not based you know they they don't feel like winning was just like a surprise right so (laughs) people that jump up and down or are celebrating like they won the super bowl you know and all these kind of things after they win you know it's just like, hey, were you really surprised that you won? Like, it always kind of raises that red flag with me. Yeah. I think it's okay to be happy. Like, don't give me a sure. like It's okay to enjoy it. And, but, you know, you know it's, it's really important to be respectful and classy, too. And uh, people that jump up and down, you know, to a certain extent, it's like, are, wow, you must be surprised that you won.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I always thought. But, <laughs> but again, it's, um, yeah, it's easy to get sucked into that trap. And that goes along with what you said, having a purpose, being your own man, having a good support system. People that are guiding you in the right direction.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it it all kind of interconnects. You know, you you can't have one piece without the other. And, you know, having having a really trusting relationship with your coaches and and your family and the people that are mentoring you in your life, having a clear purpose on why you're doing that. Um, And then obviously just, you know, your character traits along with it, being humble, being accountable. And all those different things are incredibly important. And and without without them you might find success, but you know, I don't think that you'll find as much success as you potentially could if you just continue to build all those those right areas of your life. And you know, like the biggest thing and what you know what my purpose is, I'm you know, when I every day I wake up and I'm very clear on is like investing into people, you know, living a life of service, I think is is definitely the best way to live. So, you know, living a life of service, and that's why I love coaching and that's why I got into it, is because you know, every day I get to wake up. I get to pour my heart and soul into these guys. And, and, you know, as a during my career, you know, I came to find out. You know, when I won won my national titles and you know, I, when I won big events and did things like that, like it felt really good. Don't get me wrong. But the best feelings I've ever had in the sport have been on the coaching side. And, um, you know, when when you pour your heart and soul into somebody and they go and go, they go accomplish that goal or that dream. That's what that. There's no feeling. There's no other feeling in the world like that you know, like I tell people all the time, the best moments I've had are definitely from my coaching career and not winning national titles or anything like that. And it's, um, you know, I feel blessed that I get to do it as a job every day and that, you know, Rob Cole and Cornell believed in me to be on their staff. And I'm just super grateful for that because I get to get up every day and live straight to my purpose and investing in other people and living a life of service. So I've been really lucky and, um, you know, it's definitely the way to live your life. That's my, that that's my clear purpose every
0: single day. That's yeah. awesome. I, I think we call it there. I mean, I don't know what without how to end it better than that. I mean, that is, that is perfect. Giving back, having that attitude of gratitude, giving to other people. It's just, that's great. Oh, <laughs> where can perfect. people find, where can people find more information from you?
1: Oh, uh, you can follow, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Dave Jean. I switched my, you know, first letters there and my first and last name. And then
0: Wait, you got it? Go ahead. So, Say that again? Yeah, I, I, I missed that. I missed that, yeah. Uh, you, can
1: find, you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, at Dave Gene. I switched the first two two letters, so I kind of had some fun with that. But, yeah, Dave Gene. So, well, I appreciate the, the shout, I appreciate
0: the shout-out with my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: No, thank you. Thank you. And you guys are doing a wonderful job. Love what you're doing at Wrestling Mindset. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Make sure everyone take a look at the Dean's List again. We're talking about a great individual, great wrestler, great person, awesome role model. Thanks a lot, Dave. Talk to you soon. Thanks a ton, guys. Have a great one. Take care. You. Yep. And that is a wrap from today's podcast. I'm Gene Zanetti from Winning Mindset. Make sure you guys go to our website. Make sure you go to Zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you buy the book. The ebook is great excellent information, represents some of the great information that we've learned from top athletes working with some of the top teams and individuals all across the country. Go to our website, zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you get the ebook. Also, make sure as an individual, you sign up for the one-on-one free trial consultation. That's the one-on-one free trial consultation with one of our mindset coaches. The best results always come from one-on-one attention, whether it's strength training, whether it's technique, or whether it's mindset. One-on-one is always the best. Thanks for staying with, with us. Make sure you join us next time for the next episode. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day.